Welcome to Alphanumeric, the fiction and poetry podcast featuring pieces selected from the award-winning Non-Binary Review. Today, Tainted by May Haddad. Author's Note Bahamut and Kuyuta are mythological figures described in Ajaib al-Maklukat wa Garaib al-Majudat. Wonders of the Creation and Unique Phenomena of Existence by Cosmographer and Geographer Zakaria al-Kazwini, born in Kazwin, Iran, in 1203 AD. The cold night had stretched on for longer than anyone in the lone cottage could remember. Windows had been bolted up with whatever the family could get their hands on, and every single hole and crack in the makeshift roof was carefully blocked off with leftover pots and pans. Those who believed it was better to sleep through the whole affair retired early, hoping rest would ease their minds, but they found little comfort in the straw beds and animal skin pillows they now had to get accustomed to. This left Um Camila and her granddaughter Nala by themselves in the parlor, the former humming the hymns she could recollect from a childhood that felt so long ago and the latter fidgeting with a contraption she had found in the last scavenge with the children of the other families stranded in that village. Neither seemed to have much to say to the other in the hours that had passed in shared solitude. And this is how they would have carried on as the storm raged had Nala not finally tired of playing with the broken gears that once seemed to captivate her. Instead, she walked over to her grandmother, seated on a cushion of old clothes by the fire dying in the hearth, and, without saying a word, lay down in her lap as she used to when she was younger. Now, staring out the window that was facing them, Nala started to ponder the world around her. Teta, Nala said, ending the silence that had subdued them that night. I was wondering. Yes, Habibti? Um Camila replied, ruffling gently through her hair. What is it you want to ask? If our world is suspended in space... Um Camila raised an eyebrow. Yes? What's to keep it from falling into the abyss? Oh my, Um Camila chuckled, extending her arms out to the heavens. Why, an angel, of course. Nala's eyes widened with excitement. An angel? Yes, an angel that shoulders the world with its magnificent wings. Um Camila now spread her arms. Wings that span the earth from pole to pole. Nala rose from her grandmother's lap. But what does this angel stand on? she asked. This angel stands on a slab. Um Camilla responded as she hovered her hands in the air horizontally. A slab of the finest gemstone. A slab of gemstone? Nala wasn't sure what to make of this. An angel seemed natural enough, logical even from what she had been told of them prior. But the colored rocks she often tossed aside while scavenging held no such luster in her mind. Is there a reason it stands on gemstone in particular, Teta? Wouldn't steel be sturdier? That's not for me to answer, Um Camilla smiled, but for once it seemed forced, strained even. Don't you want to know what supports the slab? Nala, who still wanted an answer to her prior question, nodded. What supports the slab? 
Um Camila moved her hand so that the back brushed against her lip and her fingers seemed to protrude out of her like some strange appendage. Cuyuta, of course. Cuyuta? Nala tried to pronounce the name, but it felt foreign to her tongue, as if it was from another culture she couldn't understand. Cuyuta, she muttered again, and picking up on her granddaughter's perplexion, Um Camila feigned shock. You don't know of Cuyuta? she exclaimed, then leaned over to tear off a cog from a rusted machine and tossed it into the fire. Now where were we? You don't know of Cuyuta. No, Teta. Nala shook her head with a look of embarrassment. What is it? My child. A zeal was now palpable in the old woman's voice. Cuyuta is the cosmic beast with 40,000 horns and 40,000 legs and as many eyes, ears, mouths, and tongues. 40,000 horns, legs, eyes, ears, mouths, and tongues? Nala's voice shook with unease. How tall is it, Teta? Um Camila raised her hand as far as she could. The Cuyuta's horns are said to reach to the throne of God itself, entangling it like a crown of thorns. She then flailed her arms about, losing herself in the wonder of it all. Its nose is in our seas, the two nostrils pinned against holes in the slab of gemstone, enabling it to breathe. And when it breathes once a day, the seas rise and ebb. Um Camilla then arched her back, praising God in all his majesty, as the thunder outside suddenly sounded so much louder to Nala. Strange thoughts coursed through her young mind. So wild was the image she had conjured that she felt shaken by the sheer madness of it all. To think that the world around her could be filled with such marvel. Does Cuyuta alone carry us? She finally dared to ask, her curiosity getting the best of her again. No, Habibti, Cuyuta is carried by the Bahamut. And before you ask, Um Camila chuckled again with an eye on the storm outside. The Bahamut itself is suspended in endless water for its own stability. But if Cuyuta is so big, how can the Bahamut carry it? Um Camila pinched Nala's nose. The seas of the world placed in one of that fish's nostrils would be but a heap of sand in the desert. That's how on its back it can carry a beast, an angel, and the rest of the universe, including six hells, the earth, and the heavens. Why? Nala was at a loss for words. Why would God create all of this? Nala, before this, the earth tossed and turned without rhyme or reason, Um Camilla avowed, thanking God silently then gazed down at her granddaughter, who seemed transfixed by whatever was happening outside those windows. Like all of his creations, these creatures were gifted to us by God to bring us peace. Peace? Nala glanced up at her grandmother wearily. How? Not only do they stabilize our world, but when they quench their thirst with our seas— they hinder the rising tide and prevent our world from drowning with its own waters. My God, Nala whispered to herself, for she could say nothing else. God is great, 
Um Camilla nodded in affirmation. But we aren't. Nala. Um Camilla held her granddaughter's hand, noticing for the first time how small and coarse it was. Oh, what's become of the world? Nala smiled as best she could. That can't be all of it, can it, Teta? Um Camilla raised her eyebrows again. What do you mean, Habibti? There's always more, Nala muttered to herself. Is there anything underneath the Bahamut? Yes, my dear. The old woman forced a mischievous smile. But do you really want to know? Nala went silent, wondering for the first time in her life if it would be better not to. But her grandmother carried on, hoping to lighten the mood. Beneath the Bahamut is the great serpent Falak, residing in the seventh circle of hell. Um Camilla playfully moved her hand toward Nala's face and clasped it before her as a predator's jaw would before its prey. So great is the Falak that it is said that it could devour our world whole. You mean our world could end? Um Camilla caressed her granddaughter's cheek and smiled. Yes, all things must end. But worry not, my child. That will not happen any time soon, as I assure you the Falak will never be the one to consume us. The old woman then moved to embrace her granddaughter, only to recoil when Nala asked in the faintest of whispers, How are you sure of that? Why, it's fear of God the Almighty, all-knowing and most merciful, prevents it from doing so, of course. Nala took a deep breath, trying to calm herself down before her grandmother added, And as you know, God will always be with us. Teta. Nala suddenly found it hard to speak. How do you know all of this? My child, these are the stories that had been passed down to us from the very beginning. Um Camilla recited the litany that had been recited to her once upon a time, only to pause for a moment and lament, and these stories will be with us until the very end. A moment of silence passed, one that felt like an eternity to young Nala, who now found it hard to breathe. But, Teta, she finally broke that silence, her eyes widening with fear as she glanced over at the storm raging past her windows. If the Kuyuta and the Bahamut are nourished with the earth's water? Yes. What happens now that we've tainted it with our machines? Um Camilla took a deep breath, one she hoped would not end, only to find herself holding on to her granddaughter with all her might. Teta? Nala asked once more when the fire in the hearth finally died down. What will happen to us? But all she could tell her was, It's best not to think about it, my love. This has been Tainted by May Haddad, read for you by Lisa Quintana. Our music was Ancient Word by Lexin Music, provided by pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is a production of Zoetic Press and is mixed and mastered by our crack podcasting producers, Madison Ellingsworth and Joya Taft-Dick. You can get Non-Binary Review, issue number 34, Lies for Children, in a three-format bundle that can be read on any device by going to zoeticpress.com. While you're there, check out Dear Horace Greeley, our advice column for writers. 
If you love us as much as we love you, please support us by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a rating and leaving us a swell review. We'd appreciate it more than children appreciate the truth. You should also subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Non-binary review, because humans are hardwired to tell stories.